Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. If you can find the time to stripper and you can find the time to spend with your actual family prime time with isaac and sue Damn, what they on all steroids and no carbs big ass this is prime time we're not like you we're growing up your source for the best in local regional and national sports oh, my goodness here are isaac roth and jason sakanik with prime time on 1080 the fan Hey, what it do? Ahoy. What's up? Good Tuesday. How's everybody? Uh, I'm doing okay, except someone just sent in uh, the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's a headline from CBS News. That, uh, news, <laughs> not nudes. Whoa. That'd be great. I, I follow C- C- CBS <laughs> Nudes. You got to go over to Britain for that. What is that? Like the Daily Mail or whatever? They've got the... They've is that got, a real thing? Yeah. If there's a newspaper, I forget what it is. It might be the Mirror. When I lived over in Scotland... Uh, what, there was a big paper every day that came out. It might have been the the Mirror or something like that, Daily Mail, and they had a full page uh, nude every day. It was like the nude of the day, and it wasn't like a, a crappy tabloid. It was their actual newspaper. And you're flipping through. You're like, oh, you know what's happening in Parliament and what's you know happened in Edinburgh. And here's the naked lady of the day. It was kind of a nice uh, we like sorbet for your news. Like depressing, depressing, comic, sports, nudes. All right. But no, this uh, headline read from CBS News. Uh, zoo close, snake hunt on after Houdini, the clever King Cobra, escapes enclosure. Whoa. This from Sweden. Uh, oh, whoa. Yeah, you're fine. Like, it's in Sweden. Sweden. I'm just saying, if you have I thought a, you were going to say, like. Yeah, Portland. Or L.A. Look, I'm too, That's he, too close. He can make his way up That's by right. five. That's right. If you have a King Cobra and his nickname is Houdini, <laughs> maybe not have that snake. Like, and and we can't. You're telling me that we lack the ability to to build an enclosure that can hold a snake. Eh, what's wrong with just a glass enclosure? How hard is that? It's a snake. It doesn't have little little hands. It doesn't have little raccoon hands. It can't pick a lock. You're telling me we can't, at at a zoo, a modern zoo in Sweden, we can't build an enclosure that can hold a king cobra? Then maybe you shouldn't have the responsibility that comes along with owning a king cobra. That's fair. Uh, I I am reading here that he has been renamed Houdini after escaping. Okay. His previous name was Sir Voss, (laughs) which means Sir Hiss. (laughs) Either way... Equally terrible. Sounds like the Mariners' manager. <laughs> yeah, survive. Yeah. Like where you maybe instead of like uh, you know we, we try to spice it up next year. Like people were asking, like is he really the guy to lead us forward? Maybe not. Scott Service is not, but Scott Serve his absolutely. You know how they try to catch those? I always wonder how they try to catch these kind of you know like I would assume flamethrower. I mean, <laughs> well, you have to spot it. Like once you spot it, you can catch it. What do they lure it out with? Music? You know, I don't know. That's like what they do in all the old movies. Well, I would have just tied like some like low level zoo employee to a chair or something. I don't know. What do King Cobras bait it? Yeah, right. No, they spread out flour, and so when it slithers, you can see it that it's been through there. Oh, you know yeah. what? That's kind of yeah. And they have sticky tra- sticky traps because well, it'll get stuck. I think my idea. So it's like a rat, like a little bit. Well, I think my idea probably seems a little simpler. Like we just put out some bait, but I kind of like the flour idea. 
kind of messy. They also have special cameras designed to inspect pipes that you can't see into. Oh, I don't like that at all. That's freaky. Like sewage pipes? Yeah, I just I just find that to be horrifying that the zoo can no longer the zoo can no longer be trusted to keep a king cobra? Like what? You know what's wild too is they they said that this cobra, Houdini, yeah, or Servas, <laughs> Uh, he had only been there for two days. Like they've had cobras in that enclosure for fifteen years, and this one got this out? one got out in in a few days. Well, then I say we just uh, uh, look, it's are, clever. Are king cobras endangered? I'm guessing not, right? Go to Australia. I feel like mm. they're abundant. Maybe this is one that just we can do without. Like I'm not all for just arbitrary killing things. All right, that's not my mo. But maybe in this case, like if all the other, like if we've had like twenty king cobras. And this enclosure has been fine. And now this one's figured out a way out. Maybe this is the evolutionary step that we need to cut off at the knees. Or just take I have him more back facts. out to the wild and dump him. Would you, have, would you like another fact, hot yes. fact about uh, Servas? Please. So they're saying that, okay, in this enclosure, snakes had lived there for 15 years. Yeah. This one comes in and he gets out in two days. So it's like the Alcatraz of snake cages, but this guy goes all willy-nilly. Well, but they're explaining that he did have, he had one advantage. And that is they switched out the uh, the a lamp at the top of the cage yeah. to a low energy bulb, and so it used to be too hot. The snakes wouldn't go up there. Yeah, this snake was like, well, that's not hot at all. I can get right up. There. And so he got right up there and he pushed out through that. So, but we're, so basically, what we're saying here is the the bullcrap liberal agenda. That's of right. Energy energy efficient. I think bulbs that's right. Is now leading to cobras right. on the loose. I think that's right. USA, USA. Thanks a lot, Obama. Yep. G twenty or whatever. I don't know. Screw you, Sweden. Wait, yeah, I'm no, Swedish. That's right. Damn it. Oh, my Swedes. Uh, well, it's they still haven't found him. But they're trying. Yeah, it's, it's no good. There's absolutely no good. Yeah, and I like if you if you you can't go to that zoo, right? You just can't. Like, I wouldn't want to go there. No, no. Like it's one Although thing. Although the cobra would be stupid. Like they're saying it's a smart cobra. Yeah, it would be stupid to hang out in the zoo. Are there a lot of dumb cobras? There probably are. Right. I mean, isn't but there there's a, a lot of food at the zoo? But if one of those gets out, they're like, you know what? He's not a very He's smart idiot, cobra. Yeah. You guys can still come. It's You'll- fine. <laughs> Although to be fair, I think I'd be more afraid of the dumb cobra. Why? Like, because the smart cobra, like you said, he's clever, and the smart—he's co- leaving the zoo. He's leaving the zoo, or he's smart enough to know that if he does get out, he's gonna go get a little Swedish boy. Yeah, and if he starts biting people that at the horrible. if he starts biting people <laughs> at the zoo, right, they're gonna come and get him. Like he knows, like he. But the dumb cobra, he's got nothing to lose. He's gonna just hang out in the trees. Yeah, like that's do the, cobras hang out in trees? I would assume so. I don't he's know. He's gonna hang out like hang out in the little girl's toilet. I don't know. He's. Whoa. I just don't trust girls' restroom. Exactly. He's a transgender cobra. They've been right all along. They're telling me that the bathrooms are the, are the, are the battlegrounds. But, you know, like, if you told me which one am I more scared of, like a cunning serial killer, mm-hmm. right, or just the random dumbass that just goes around shooting everything, I'm more afraid of the random dumbass. Hmm. Like, that's the guy that I, I think, like, the, the cunning guy, I think there's steps to just kind of avoid him. The guy who's who's so poorly calculated, he's even more dangerous. That's, yes. that's the one you're afraid of. Yeah, I get yes. that. Yes. So I'm not afraid I'm not of sure the smart cobra. I'm that. afraid of the dumb cobra. Because hmm. here's the thing, with the serial killer, right, that's cunning, you know, you, you stay in well-lit places, you don't put yourself in bad situations, and he's going to be smart enough to look at you and be like, this isn't the way. Hmm. If I come out to, of hiding to, to, to hmm. get this guy, I'm going to get caught. The dumbass criminal, though, the dumbass dude, he doesn't care. He'll sacrifice himself just to take you down. The, the dumb guy is always more terrifying than the smart guy. Yeah, that makes sense because, yeah, the, the cunning guy is looking for people that make mistakes. Yes. And as long as you don't make mistakes, which is easier said than done. Yeah. Because we're like the dumb cobras. Absolutely. Like you were out in the middle of the night, like hitchhiking the other night. I mean, Drive. that's a dumb cobra. Uh, I didn't. Was I really hitchhiking if I didn't get picked up? You were trying. I just had my thumb out. That's a good out. question. Yeah. If you are, are you hitchhiking if you have your thumb out? But Definitely you, hiking. But you don't get picked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are, you are trying to hitchhike. I feel like I was just walking with a, with a bike. And a occasionally thumb. I stuck my arm out. I mean, I... Well, you didn't have the hitch part. No. You had the hike part. I had the hike part down for, for many hours. Well, it's an interesting question. Yeah, right here. Baby rattlesnakes give off extra venom because they don't know any better. That's true. They said that sometimes the juvenile snakes... What do you mean they don't know any better? They, they haven't learned to control the, the venom. They'll just they'll give you... Like, they don't hold any back. 
He said a lot of times juvenile snake bites mm. will be worse because they haven't learned any control. They, they'll waste all the venom on one bite, whereas the adult snake saves some. See, it goes back to the dumb. Mm. You don't want to mess with the dumb snake. Did you see the little, uh, the speaking of zoo videos? Well, we weren't speaking of zoo videos, but there is a zoo video mm-hmm. of the little baby monkey who, who beat his chest for the first time, you know, the monkeys that yeah. beat their chest, yeah. and he fell over. <laughs> no, but that's adorable. Cutest little thing. <laughs> then he got eaten by a damn cobra. <laughs> See? This is what happens. Well, this is terrifying, but we don't have to worry unless cobras can cross uh, multiple countries and well, there's an ocean, water, seas, and water. I don't hey, know. Well, if he can get out of supposedly this, uh, hopefully he goes east. <laughs> yeah, head him head, head to Russia, head to the Ukraine wars. You the know, text line uh, reminding us that we dealt with snakes on the loose in our very own Odyssey. Building. Yeah, they were cobras too. You guys don't know this, but <laughs> they're trying to hide that piece of information. It's fake. They were freaking twelve foot king cobras, <laughs> the world's venomous, world's most venomous snake. I think that's a mamba. No, it's it says right here, cobra is. That's the most venomous snake? That's what it says in this story about Houdini. Mm. And yes, we had to fight that off. Yeah. We've been through a lot here. We have, which is why I, I'm pretty sure it's why we left the old building in such a, a hurry. People ask, like, because we're not done here since we're broadcasting from a closet. They're like, hey, why didn't you wait to move until the new studio was done? Well, the answer to that is uh, snakes. I mean... You can't just hang around when there's snakes on the loose. Sorry. Yeah, and people are pointing out snakes on a plane, too. Like, yeah, he could just hop on a flight. Well, if I he mean, wanted. He, if he can escape this, why can't he get on a plane? I think we need to lock down PDX <laughs> just to be sure. This is no good. Well, good luck, snake. I don't know. No, I'm not saying know. good luck. to. Although, like, while I'm not pro-snake, at the same time, I am pro-animal freedom. What if he's a surrender cobra? <laughs> Somebody text. What about that? That's a good point. It's it's very solid. (laughs) Ah, Ah. Here I am. I'll say this. Uh, Cuff me. I am pro-animal freedom. Like, I I feel bad, you know, for animals in the zoo. Do you think it's better for the cobra if he goes back to the zoo? No. You don't think so? No. You can't tell me. And and I understand, I guess, in rare circumstances like um, the pandas, right? Without us, or the tiger. Without us, they're dead. Well, it's really not true because we're the ones that killed them. But at this point, there is no more wild for them. But you can't tell me that there is an animal that is happy living in the zoo. And I know we try to make cute little videos and, you know, it's like, oh, the red panda or the little monkey beating his chest. At the end of the day, all that is is just animal prison. So is there any human being that's ever been like, you know what I really want to do is I want to go to prison. And then our equivalent to that is when we're like, well, it's white collar prison. It's very nice. It's like someone making a funny TikTok from prison. Yeah, it's not. It's mm. not good. So, well, but you're guaranteed to live, though. Yeah, I in prison. Well, which I, I, you know what? But I, out in the wild, I'll, who knows? I'll go ahead and take the wild. Like, what kills cobras most? Probably humans. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I don't think so now they, you're out amongst, you know, the Swedes, and they're violent. <laughs> we know that. Look at you. <laughs> Clearly, it's not a safe place. Well, and I, I would think that the well, here's the problem: cobras don't live in Sweden because, well. Cold. That's the other thing. That's why I think the cobra might want to get back to the zoo. That's a valid point. What's he going to do? Uh, if he's just a sm- go south. If he's a smart cobra, he's either catching the, he's catching the next train out of there. What if he catches on with some migrating birds <laughs> and they lift him down to Mexico or something? <laughs> kind of doing one of the European swallow oh. things. <laughs> hey, yeah. just yeah, draw me off somewhere down south. Uh, Belgium seems about right. I don't know, man. A lot of decisions for that cobra. Yeah, you know, be careful what you wish for, cobra. Yeah. Be think, careful what you wish think for. The cobra finally got out of there and was like, "Dude, because right now in Sweden it's a bit chilly." I think he got outside the zoo and was like, "This sucks." I think he did. I need my lamps. Yeah, <laughs> I need my lamps. <laughs> I need lamp. Yeah, I think he's probably out there going, "What have I done?" Yeah, there was a, there was a movie once. It was a true story. It was the most amazing story. The movie wasn't that good, but the the book is incredible, and um, it's about a bunch of prisoners. There's a there was a a U.S. serviceman, uh, a couple Europeans, and they they break out of a Russian gulag in the middle of Siberia, and they end up walking to, like, Nepal. You think about that trek. It's a couple thousand miles. It's insane. But there is a great scene in there, and they the, the book confirmed that, that this prison's out in the middle of nowhere in Siberia, and I guess when you get to the prison, the, the guard kind of gives you the spiel, and he says, don't think about us as your jailers. 
He goes, we're your saviors. He goes, your jailer is Siberia. Because mm. he's like, you want to leave here. He's like, good luck. He's like, you can enjoy, he's like, you can enjoy the weather. You can enjoy the wolves, you know, the freezing temperatures. I mean, you are in the middle of nowhere. And so that was their thing. He's like, we're not trying to keep you here. He goes, this, your surroundings will keep you here. So if you want to live as bad as it is here, you might want to stay put. And for the most part, that rang true. But like these like four dudes managed to get out and they. Would they, you take your chances? That's, well, that's these guys kind of did. And but, you know, of the thousands of people that attempted it, like they were four that sure. ever, that got out. Well, I'm sure it's a cool like that's kind of cool, though. That adds some fun to prison. Yes, it's like, hey, you can leave here. Yeah, but just, but the odds of you yeah. getting uh, like yeah. escaping yeah. are four like, percent. Yeah, It's like, hey, if we find you, by the way, we'll shoot you. Uh, the vi- right. the villagers will bring you back. Yes. The wolves will get you. Oh, by the way, we don't give you blankets or real coats or anything, and you're going to freeze because, well, it's Siberia. But just to have that option. Yeah, I guess. Would that help you in prison? Yeah, a little mental. Yeah, or like, would it, I like think, you know, I can always just leave. Well, I mean, that's kind of the theory or the thought behind Alcatraz, right? Even if you got out, you're on this island, and then there's sharks, and there's the yeah. ocean, and you're not likely to make it through the swim, and, like, why would you, why would you try to get Yeah, but they still locked you in there. This one, they're saying, hey – get out go yeah and you're re- gonna die reading the book they said that yes there was a you know there were guards and everything but it was not this heavily fortified like razor wire you know sort of thing they said like you could make an attempt if you wanted just that no one ever well and lived. they're probably not chasing you out into there nah. they're letting you run yeah go and so the idea was that at least from the the u.s guy who's the one that ended up writing the book his point was this was to break your spirit mm. <laughs> it wasn't like you know, it was like, hey, just so you know, you're here forever. It's so bad out there that you wouldn't even try. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I was thinking about that not breaking. I would. I was thinking about that actually helping your spirit, because at least there's a there's. It's like a Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance, <laughs> you know? I can't. might help you. Look, I don't know. All I know is I don't want to be in a Russian gulag. Uh, I don't want to be a snake. But right now, that snake is probably facing. Oh. That sort of uh, existential crisis. More snake news. I have the top three king cobra predators. Oh, the mongoose? Mongoose is one. Mm, yeah. Bird, large birds of prey, two, and humans, three. Mm. So I figure we're the number one predator of basically everything. Yeah, seems, uh, seems right. Um, <laughs> there is our opening segment. <laughs> Who knew? Cobra news. Hot cobra news. So if you're in the Sweden uh, area, run. Uh, yeah, be, be careful. All right, uh, let's get started. Hmm. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven poll questions listed here. That's a lot of poll questions. Right? Which one will I choose? I don't know. So yeah. much to... You don't know. So You'll have much. to choose and choose hard. Guess what? That I don't a, even know. No. But I am going to choose hard. And there's even a Blazers one. I might, use, I might choose that one. Uh, your first place? I'm feeling it. Your first place, Portland Trailblazers? I placed a bet on him today. <laughs> Uh, and that is win the title, dude. Oh, you're going title. Well, yeah. Well, all I know is they haven't lost yet. My 89 wins that I need is looking better, and I'm not getting... 89 wins. Boy, that's a lot, I'm especially not... because they only oh. play 82 games. Why can't I ever do? that? I don't know. You're an idiot. Yeah. 39 wins. 39. 39 good. wins. Four zero. Although I'm not getting cocky, you but shouldn't. I'm, I'm feeling really good right now at 39 wins. I'm buying it. I'm buying them. Let's go. All right, I'll pick a poll question. We'll have that for you next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here's our poll question today. I, I did choose the uh, Blazers poll question because it is, uh, what do they say, uh, topical. Yes. Uh, it is, as always, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years, AAAIAQ.com. Our poll question is housed on Twitter, at 1080thefan. What is Anthony Simons? I'm going to say an NBA basketball player. Hmm, not an option. No, no? I think that's correct, though. That is assuming you know that he is an NBA basketball okay. player. Future top 25 player. All-star. Solid starter. Nice little non-star. Ah. That's your poll question today. Vote, vote hard. Well, I'm assuming we're talking about in the future. We're not just talking about this season. What you think Anthony Simons... I think he can be an all-star. Is. I think he's an all-star. And uh, I hate to, to give him credit because uh, he already thinks enough of himself. Talking about Danny. Danny, though, has, has been on... Um, is Danny cocky? No, I was just giving him a hard time. I don't, I don't get the sense he's, he's very cocky. He's not cocky. Now, his partner, Dusty... Very cocky. Very cocky and a bit of an ass, if and you ask me. faking COVID. Yes. Can you believe that? Fake COVID. Who fakes COVID? Dusty Hera does. It's like does. those people that take the PPP money. Yeah, stolen valor, Dusty Hera. No, Danny's been on the Anthony Simons train for really yeah. ever since he came into the league, and I, I've loved to make fun of him because he just, everything uh, Anthony has done, like, he can stub his toe, and Danny would be like, that's the greatest stub toe in the history yeah. of basketball. He stubs his toes with grace. But when you look at him now, and, and last year you kind of saw the, the coming out party, and, and now you're seeing a bit of the uh, kind of growth and maturation, and he's grown, and he, he, he looks like he's got more of an NBA, bo- uh, NBA body. And, dude, the guy can flat out stroke it, and he can play. I mean, that's the best quarter anyone's had in the NBA this year. And I don't think it's it's a fluke. Now, I don't think you're going to you know knock down six threes uh, on a regular basis in one quarter. But dude, that guy is a legit scorer. And to me, if, if C.J. McCollum was a borderline all-star, and I think the idea was if he was ever in the East, he would probably be an all-star. But he kind of was stuck behind too many good players in, in the, uh, the West. I don't know how you can't look at, at Anthony basically – you know, this is his second year of, of real significant minutes here in Portland. To say that there's not a bigger upside than CJ, I don't know how. So to me, this is this is an all-star. Now, top 25 player, boy, now you're getting into <laughs> you're getting into some serious uh, stuff there. But yeah, to me, you know, in, in the next couple years, Anthony Simons will be an all-star. Twenty-two points in eight minutes last night. Yeah. In the third quarter. It's ridiculous. He was uh what they what do they say? In fuego? In fuego. He is averaging 20 points, two and a half rebs, three assists. You know, and, and the, the only thing that you can, if you want to nitpick, is that right now, while there is other parts to his game, you know, he is not someone that is going to fill up a stat sheet. He is a guy, and, and obviously he's still learning to kind of work with Dame and both of those guys playing off the ball, but I think you have to love the fact that Lillard, who's been red hot, knows when to defer to, to Ant when he's got it going, and and you hope that those two can continue to build that relationship. Um, you know, is is Ant ever going to be a guy that's going to dish out you know seven assists or grab you seven boards? I probably not. Is he the world's best defender? No. But there's a lot of guys in this league that aren't any of those things that are still phenomenal basketball players. And again, I think you're scratching the surface of what his game can ultimately be. So if you're a Blazer fan, I I just think you look at him and and you say the future the future is bright knowing that you have what I, I think is your next um, star, at least on your team, he's the next transition star after Damian Lillard. What is Anthony Simons, future top 25 player, all-star, solid starter, or nice little non-star? Vote on our AAA heating and cooling poll question. The only thing we ask, please, for the love of God, vote hard. It's on Twitter, at 1080thefan. Uh, Blazers are 4-0 for the first time since 1999. They blew out Denver last night. Um, I like them. I like them. I like the way they're playing. Yeah. I think it's sustainable. I really do. Well, now, they, that's not to say they win every game. 
or maybe they do. <laughs> maybe they go 82-0, but Chauncey Billups, you know, that that's a smart guy. He was a great basketball player, and when he played, he was vastly undervalued because he did the little things like this team is doing. He, he has a he has a big basketball IQ. He's cerebral. He's tough. He's gritty. He made he always made the right plays when he played. He made guys around him better, and that that's what this team is playing like. And that to me is sustainable. The defense is sustainable. The grit is sustainable. And you know it it this is why they brought in the guys that they did like Josh Hart and Jeremy Josh, Grant. Josh Hart has been fantastic. He's, I love Josh Hart. He's like he. Josh Hart, no pun intended, is like the heart and soul of what they want out of this team. Lillard has always had this. So mm-hmm. it's it's a choice to play this way, right? But the, the teams who sustain this type of play are wired to do it consistently. They can't not. And that's what this that's what seems like is the makeup of this team. I'd be really if I'm a Blazer fan man. It's not just any old 4-0 start. I'd be really encouraged. Yeah, and everyone kind of thought that maybe the shoe was going to drop with Denver, right? This was Portland on a back-to-back. Denver was here an extra night hanging out. It seems like if you want to pick up one kind of weakness on Portland is is depth, especially in the front court. I'm still not a, a huge Nurkic guy. And now you're bringing in an MVP, and it, 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 it wasn't an issue. I mean, you used that third quarter and you ran away from them and you kind of was waiting to see if, if maybe the uh, the run was coming from, from Denver. And it really wasn't. Portland never looked back after that absolute smoke show of a, of a third quarter. And I think it was Lillard that said after the, the game, I think one of his quotes were was something to the effect of, we want to be a team, the sort of team that no one really wants to play, Dude, that we're just going to be I annoying and we're going to pester yes. you. And yes. when you look at... That was Chauncey Billups. That was Chauncey Billups. And and Grant has been phenomenal. And then you even look at, at a guy like um, a Sharp, who is is getting some real minutes and looks... For, for a rookie that never played college, looks extremely comfortable uh, so far in, in his time in the NBA. Well, and you have to be excited about that. They also, are... And I think you don't have to have played sports at a high level to know, like, it, it's tough to get there at first, but once you become the team that you know is annoying, it's actually kind of fun to play that way. Well, I can imagine, yeah. Like, it's because you're winning. You, well, and, you, but you, knowing you, that other people hate it, too, it makes it that much that much easier to buy into. Yeah, that, and I just, I do feel like, you know, early success really helps. If, if Chauncey's beaten the drum about something and you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, we saw him in the preseason. They looked awful. Yeah. Right? So there was a real question. This is why not many people thought this was going to happen. This is there was a real question if they were listening to what he was saying, right? So then they come out and just to to play like that and have it be be rewarded early, I think really helps them go. Oh, oh, okay. What he's saying makes sense because look at what it's doing. On paper, they aren't as good as some teams. Uh, probably a couple of teams that they've already played. Well, maybe one, but they make up for it with their style. And their toughness, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, so. and we'll see as this goes on if if maybe the the lack of uh, front court play or you know the small guards maybe that gets exposed somewhere along the way. Well, and, I'm just I'm worried about injuries. Yeah, you know? they always they always hit. Well, and, and let's not you know it's it's four games in, so you know let's I'm not ready to you know to do handsprings yet or anything. I mean, for heaven's sakes, the Utah Jazz started off three and zero. That's not going to be sustainable. Yeah. But it does appear that the parts of this are better than than what we thought and that the the Billups style of play that we saw towards the end of well I guess it wasn't towards the end remember they had that right it was right after the all-star break you know and they shut down Nurk and and everything they had a little something going there and it appears that they've they've managed to recreate that but with with better players yeah see I I feel like the parts are no better or worse than we thought like I you know you know what these guys are I I feel like the way they're playing together and the style is what's setting them apart, and it's what's sustainable. And like I said, I, I do think that is a choice, and as long as they keep this up and playing that way, they're going to win a lot of games. There's your poll question, at 1080thefan on Twitter. Uh, we will get to uh, Damian Lillard never having visited the Oregon coast a little bit later. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit of a... That was a surprise. It, it was. But then when you think about it, you're like, mm. well, he's... You he, know what my first thought was? What? Uh, Will Ameda. Well, we see CJ McCollum. Well, he's out there on the, uh, but we've seen Lillard out there on the jet skis. We know that he's out there cruising around the Willametta. Now that's true, but I, I, I mean it more in the way because we call it the Willametta because CJ McCollum called yeah. it that after like you- five years after he'd been here, <laughs> and that's unbelievable to me. But I think it just shows you these guys, these NBA guys, they just live in their rich world bubble. Yeah, you know.
Well, CJ didn't know it was called the Willamette. Lillard doesn't even know there's a coast over there. I mean, these guys are focused. But at the same time, right, Lillard's got other things that he that entertain him other than the coast. Well, but, he said his whole family's been over there, but yeah. he hasn't. Well, and he's embarrassed by that. Well, he, you probably should be. I mean, he's been here now for, I mean, God, going on a decade, right? I mean, you would think at some point you would get a little out. bit of a stunner. And he lives here for the most part year round. A little bit of a stunner. Yeah, what's he? And I, he's got little kids now, too. I would like to know in the, like, Lillard does whatever he wants. He's worth a couple hundred million bucks, but. What do you do in the summer? Because the winter, like, I would, it would make sense if you played basketball in the summer, right? And then in the winter, you didn't have anything to do. You were sitting around, and, and that's not really a coastal thing. But your down months are the time when you would think everyone goes to the coast. So what is he doing during the summer to where he has never thought, why don't I wing on down to, uh, you know? I feel like he's a jet setter. I feel yeah. like he's out of town a he's lot. Just, yeah, he's whether it be Mexico or New York City, Plain. you know, he's, LA. he's over there probably doing some China tours for Adidas, yeah. things like that. Training. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah. None of that here. <laughs> I guess down Too in smoky. down in Shalishan, there's not a lot of uh, <laughs> not a lot of hoop being played down there. Down probably in, not. Down in Coos Bay, hey. head down to Bandon to, to Dude, hit turnaround jumpers. Coos Bay, they'll knife him. He better he better steer clear <laughs> of that place. That is true. Man. Well, maybe down to Tillamook, maybe he wants to take a tour of the cheese factory. I Maybe when you're worth, I don't know, a couple hundred million dollars, maybe the coast loses some allure, right? I guess. Well, think about it. Because you can fly anywhere you want. Exactly. You got you got a couple hundred million bucks. Maybe there's an Adidas plane at your disposal. Um, you can, hey, where do you want to go this weekend? Right. Is You're not choosing the Oregon coast. Is it possible? Because I love the Oregon coast. But is it possible that we vastly overrate the Oregon coast because – we don't have the ability to do things that are way, yes. way cooler. For rich, we vastly overrate the Oregon coast for rich people. Yes. Uh, not you and I. I yes. think it's wonderful. Yes. Um, and a great little weekend trip. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, great. But if you're r- really rich yeah. and you can fly anywhere in the world, yeah. I'm sure it's vastly overrated. I'm going to text because, you know, uh, one of these days we're going to get him on. My, my neighbor yeah. from the center, who's now a billionaire. Ask him that. I, I guarantee he's going to say, why would I go there? I want to ask him, how many times did you go to the Oregon coast before you were worth a uh, billion dollars? And how many times have you been since? And I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say he has not been to the Oregon coast since he became a billionaire. All right. So if you don't know, Lillard was on that video board thing. They show it. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, timeouts or something. Yeah. Last night. And he said he'd never been to the Oregon coast. Bit of an upset. And he got booed. <laughs> Is that the first Blazer fans time, is that the him. first time Lillard's ever been booed in Portland? <laughs> I guess they can trade him now. What'd you say? I guess they can trade him now. He's yeah. finally lost the favor of the city. What a bum. <laughs> yeah, someone's saying staycation is not in his summer plans. No, it's Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, look, we're on to something here. Hey, okay. you want to go to the Oregon Coast or you want to take a uh, plane down to Miami Beach? The first Oregon high school athletes get NIL deals. Hells yeah. Uh, here is Buck Sports Center. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, that controversial Damian Lillard has really stirred it up today on the show. <laughs> yeah, people now, you know, anytime you bring up the Oregon coast, we get very, very defensive. It is so polarizing. Yeah. Look, and I, I, I've said it. Like, I love the Oregon coast, but, like, I, I even get yelled at because I said the Oregon coast outside of the summer months, like, I've been there in the winter and no thanks. 
and people will just get so pissy at me. Yeah. But like, you got to admit, it's gray, it's windy, it's dark. People are like, screw you, it's the most beautiful storm ever. Well, and the guy grew up in the Bay Area. It's not like he's never seen the beach before. I know. but Well, like, there's a difference between coast and beach, too. Well, of course, but it's not. But, it, but it, for someone who's grown up near an ocean, going further well, yeah. north doesn't necessarily make well, it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he's traveling to beaches. Yes. He's going to right. Miami. Well, or the coast of freaking Italy. Yeah. Or, you know, well, somebody said on Instagram his whole family was in Dubai this past well, summer. Exactly. <laughs> like, but we get so But butt- hey, Cannon Beach, it's, shut up. It's ours. And we get so butthurt anytime someone remotely says something that well, can be construed as negative. No offense, but I doubt he's hanging out at the Bachelor's Inn. Although I would love to see Lillard and his crew go in with a stack of singles and go spend a tour of duty at the Bachelor's Inn. Singles? <laughs> they break off C-notes, bro. I was thinking, but at the Bachelor's Inn? I was thinking more like you make it hail. I think if you have a handful of change, you're doing fine. You think he and his crew roll in for some some taffy? <laughs> Breaking off some C-notes for some... Get some fudge. Some salty fudge. I think he's waiting an hour and a half down at Doryland Pizza in Pacific City. And a t-shirt. He's got an Oregon t-shirt on. Just with a tree on it. That might, well, didn't Lynch have one that said that? Like a, yeah, Oregon. He, he just had an Oregon Coast shirt. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even say the town. I just said Oregon well, Coast. Look, I, I'm just a little old Kansas boy. Yeah. So I think it's all about your perspective. But if I, I feel like if I've always felt this. If you think the Oregon Coast is overrated, I think you need to get out to some of the crappier parts of the United States more. Sure, yes. Um, so to me. Drive through Nebraska sometime. Yeah, then you'll be like, oh, that coast, it's pretty nice. Yeah. So to me, it's one of the most beautiful places in the United States, and I love it. And I think part of its charm is that there's really nothing out there, and it's a little methy. I think that's great. I love that because I love meth. It's a little methy. But uh, <laughs> the fact that Damian Lillard has never been to the coast is yeah, it's, it tells you all you it's need understandable. to know. It's understandable. Someone said, do you think life. Phil Knight's hanging out at Seaside? No. He's Probably not. not. He's not. More Cannon Beach. <laughs> he's more of a Cannon Beach guy. <laughs> we just need to... We need to be we need to be okay with someone not valuing the well, Oregon coast the way think, we do. I think it's how it's said. It's like you're so overrated. It's really not, but I get what you mean yeah. in a sense that it's not sunny, warm, yeah. beachy well, vibe. But, but it's we, a two, it's two totally different vibes, and I think that's what gets yes. misconstrued. If you want that, you know, Miami Beach. Yeah. Walking around shirtless <clears throat> in the sun vibe. It's not that's here. you're not gonna get it. Well and, and we we have this all the time about when we say athletes don't want to live here. And again, people are like, This is the best place to live in the world. And for <laughs> you, yes, I, I understand for a lot of us out here, and I've lived in different parts of the country and this is an amazing place to live. I very much enjoy uh living here. It's why I came back here after school in, in the NFL and I made this place my home. It's where I grew up, I love it. I love the Pacific Northwest, but ah. I'm not 23, I'm not African-American, and I'm not a multimillionaire. And I'm guessing that if all of those things were true, guess where I wouldn't choose to make my home? Portland. <laughs> and people struggle with that because it's wonderful for you doesn't mean that it's wonderful for a 32-year-old African-American superstar that's worth $400 million. Yeah, this text says Portland, rainy and cool most of the year. Hey, Damien, let's go someplace <laughs> colder and wetter. Yeah, I, nope. Yeah, so, I, man, you know, you guys talk this through. It makes sense. Exactly. I get well, it. Well, let's just hold hands and we're okay. No one's crapping on where you live or where you like to vacation. Let's just, we'll get through this thing together. Like, I'm sure, like, you love when you go on vacation. I love where I go on vacation. I'm guessing that Damien Lillard would not enjoy my vacations. Something tells me that he would look at me and be like, what? <laughs> Yeah. You're going, Let me show you how to vacation. It's like, you're staying where? It's all what are they? It's all perspective, right? We all have different levels, and he's operating on a slightly different level. All right. Well, anyway, um, there's that. Uh, we've got the first Oregon high school athletes uh, to get NIL deals. Yeah, because it wasn't that was that a couple weeks ago that we finally. Uh, well, we. The powers that be. Well, allowed. I had a lot to do. With you, you were in there. Yeah. Working. I signed the bill. You and Kate Brown were working through things. That's right. Yeah, because you know, not every state has this. Um, twenty states. Twenty have states it. have it, where high school kids can get NIL deals. Yeah, which is mean, which means they can profit off of their name, image, and likeness. And you've got Jackson Shellstad, who is out at West Lynn, mm-hmm. and he's going to Oregon next year. Um, and then you've got. Um, 
Sophia Bell, also going to Oregon, who is at Jesuit, both basketball stars, who have signed NIL deals with Portland gear. Nice. So I'm sure that those aren't massive deals, but maybe you put a couple bucks in your pocket, and my guess is most of that is just probably uh, you know free gear. There you go. Maybe you know you get a couple G's and you get some cool stuff out of it. Good yeah. for them. So they're the first. Um, the Portland gear owner, Marcus Harvey, said, we wanted to jump in. We thought it would be cool to be the first, and we got to do a fun little deal with them. Um, their homepage now features both Shellstad and Bell's new custom T-shirts with their names, jersey numbers, and Portland Gears trademark P. Harvey said the deal gives both students a mix of monetary and product benefits, and they win too. He says, for us, it's authentic. These are regional kids. They've grown up and played basketball here. It's a fun story to tell. It amplifies them and their voices. We get to hook them up with cool products. They get to wear our gear and rock it with pride. Yeah, now, I will say that, um, well, I do think this is really cool and, and badass that these kids are local and they're staying local in Oregon. Uh, is that going to be a real hot seller? <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I well, just, I we're, know. we're not Texas. We're not, I, like, we do not worship uh, high school athletics here. So, while I, I do think it's cool that, that Portland Gear is doing this and you get a little pub out of it. Like, I'm on the website and... I'm not certain how many people are, are shelling out for the, uh, you know, the Jackson, what is it, uh, Shellstad jersey tee. Like 32 bucks. Like, I, what? I, I just don't think that's going to be the same as, like, mm. when, you know, Quinn Ewers coming out of Texas. Oh. Something tells me that his are slightly different. Like, that dude got a million and a half dollars in uh, NIL when he was leaving high school. I, I, I doubt that that is uh, what's happening here. So do we think... Yeah, it's kind of weird because it's like Kevin Love. I remember when Kevin Love was here. Yeah, he was the balls. Yes, like it was. He was like a if he deal. did this, that would have been a huge deal. I think it would be seriously. I think it would be much bigger than this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I'm trying to think of just the high school guys. And Dominican Sue was one when he played football yeah, here. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, he was going to Nebraska. I feel like the only we've been doing this almost 20 years. And I, I feel like the only one that really would move the needle locally would be Love. Like, even Singler was was a big deal. And yeah. I, I, I feel like Love, like you said, Kevin Love was the balls. That's a great way to put it. But even Love had a little bit of, like, some people didn't like him. And it was like, oh, kid, and his dad. I don't know. But I, I feel like Love could have moved some merchandise. I don't think either one of these kids is necessarily moving merch. Now, the one was, like, when... Sabrina, when she was at Oregon, if they had NIL, NIL when she was there, she would have cleaned up. Yeah. She would have made she would have. serious bucks. Man, she just missed it. Just missed it. I mean, I'm trying, but like even like Joey would have made a bunch of money. I'm trying to think of, of others. Like even like Haloti Nata is as good as any Oregon player I ever oh, I saw. Like, I feel like Mariota. Mariota like would have. The, the stretch run from Chip Kelly. Yes. They were never more popular. Yes. And Mariota was kind of the face oh, of that. Oh, gosh. He would have made a, a mint. But like, this I would have my Mark Helfrich jersey on. <laughs> I big, loved Helfrich. Big balls, Chip. Um, like, like Haloti Nata is as good as any Oregon player I ever saw. But I don't think, you know what? I don't, I don't think he moves the needle. Like, I don't think he sells merchandise. A lot but, of LaMike James. Yeah, LaMike would have done it. People but loved him. Maybe DeAnthony. Because DeAnthony was kind of a smart guy and was, well, he was probably making money anyways. Run uh, debt. I'll bet you that. Because yeah, DeAnthony was, boy, he was electric. He would have he would have done it. But there's just, not everyone, because you're good, moves merchandise or is 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 making a bunch of deals. Although most of these NIL deals are just about paying kids to go there and Paying to keep them. Yeah, they get a little, sh- you know, a few shekels in their pocket. Yeah. Portland Gear gets some media written about them. We're talking about yeah. them. Yeah, that's a good, that's a smart move. But I guess it's at, not a huge money deal. Anymore. No, like I said, I'm probably a couple grand and then a bunch of free gear. But you look around the country at these NIL deals across the board in, in, in college. How many of these, in all honesty, are actually beneficial to the company? I'm guessing like less than 1%. I mean, this is more about you just paying kids to get them to go to your campus and you're paying them to stay put. In fact, you're already seeing a bunch of backlash from these deals not working out. Like you're paying a bunch of these kids and then the kid either is, is looking to leave or the kid doesn't, uh, the kid doesn't pan out or the, um, the team's losing. I mean, Texas A&M spent, what, 20-whatever million uh, bucks on their recruiting class? What the hell's happening with Texas A&M right now? Well, that's a great transition because coming up at the top of the hour with the Jamboree, we are going to start. Right there, Texas A and M. Yeah, it's not. Give teenagers millions; they'll f around and find out. See what happens. 
Uh, so that'll be coming up at uh, 4. Up next, how interesting is this World Series? 352 on the fan. All right, our Jam Brew is coming up next. Uh, we've got the World Series beginning this week, albeit not till Friday. I don't know why they're... Well, I guess they have to set the dates. And so the CS Series ended early, so yeah. you just got to wait. Yeah, they don't move those, yeah. you know, if you... You know, if you if you finish early, well, as much as we hate the Astros, can we really reward the Phillies? You know, what if the Eagles win a Super Bowl and then we get the Philly? You know, uh, <laughs> Philly fan, can we? Well, stop. Can we it. really do this. You do do not for one second say that you. There's any part of you that wants Houston to win another World well, Series. Well, I wouldn't stop. go that far. All I would say is, as I get older, I just feel like I feel like there would be a time when I wouldn't miss a pitch of the World Series. Yeah, this one right here. Mm. I, I I get older. I get less and less stringent about what I must watch. Sure. And I'm certainly not going to root for the Astros, and the Phillies don't do anything for me other than Bryce Harper. I, I do like Bryce Harper. I find the Phillies in general, and I'm being a Mets fan, uh, I can't say that I'm any uh, friend of the Philadelphia Phillies, but I find the Phillies, I, from Schwerber to, to Harper to Castellanos, just... Yeah, they're not bad. I don't, I don't mind it. It's they, their fans is what I'm saying, though, yeah. because remember, the Eagles are yeah. good. yeah. You know, Philly fan is notoriously awful. Yes. Well, they, what if the Sixers have a good year and then the Eagles have a great year and and the Phillies yeah, the, win the World Series? The Sixers aren't going to do jack squat. This now, is the, like when the, Boston <laughs> ran off all those titles years ago. Those people don't deserve that. The Celtics are the balls. No, no, they don't. But it's been a while. Like, when's the last time Philly was... Uh, I'm trying to think of the last title Philly had. Well, the Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doug I forget, Peterson. I forget about that. They won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. For well, they won the World Series in, what, 2011? Eight? Somewhere, somewhere around then. Yeah, it's been a while, but you're right. The big, uh, big, you know, big blank Whoa. Nick Foles. What? You know, <laughs> big D No, Nick. I don't. <laughs> the great Nick Foles. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, Screw Philly. I find Philly to be less offensive than the Houston Astros, but I'm with you that the World Series this year is not necessarily much. It's going to have TV. to grab me. Uh, one other note before we go. Um, oh, first of all, actually, two notes. Uh, the ESPN long read on Mattress Mac yeah. is a great read. Haven't checked it out yet. You should read it. He's it, fantastic. It makes you like him? Yes, I do, because he said something in there that I just love, because he he's a gambler. Yeah. He has like $75 million riding on this uh, on the Astros. He does. He hedges. He's, they actually say he's a really smart business guy. He hedges. He owns a mattress company. Yeah. And he gives away free mattresses. To, or he gives away a, or furniture. Not mattress. They call him Mattress Mac. He has a furniture, furniture shop. Store. And he gives away all his furniture if the Astros win. Well, he's also got uh, $10 million riding on the Astros at an average of 7.5 to 1. So $75 million. He's really smart how he does it. At least they they outline that in there, but he's also a terrible handicapper. Like they say, the reason he is allowed to bet as high as he does he is because he loses, mm. and he and and they love him because he's great. He's fun. He's cool. He doesn't like he he's not a jerk. People love him, huh. and he just does it for fun. And so the and all these uh, like if Caesars or whatever takes his bet, it gets written up in the media yeah, because he's so popular. So the so these books will make exceptions for him, but. Uh, he said, I just get bored to death with stability. Hmm. And oh my God, that could not resonate more with me. I get bored to death with stability. That's right. I want some stinking volatility. <laughs> Make me feel alive. And that is why we bet. And that's why I love Mattress Mac. So anyway, the long read, it's on ESPN.com on Mattress Mac is actually great. He seems like a pretty great dude. Uh, the second thing is, have you seen the Big Dumper PM Twitter predictions? No. Have you seen this yet? No. So there is a guy on Twitter, and the handle is at Big Dumper PM, and he's a Mariner fan, of course. But um, Big Dumper PM, and I think his, I think it's like Kelnick is here or something. He doesn't have a lot of followers; seems like a regular dude. But he has pinned to the top of his Twitter account his World Series predictions. He predicted the next ten World Series champs, and he did it on November second of two thousand nineteen. Okay, nineteen. So far, he has nailed the Dodgers and Braves. Oh, gosh, I see And look who he has for 2022. Phillies. The Phillies. And then the next, he's got the Mariners, Padres, Mariners again, Giants, Angels, Marlins, Orioles. <laughs> but he's nailed the first two, and the Phillies are in the World Series. How about that? Boy, that's pretty uh, amazing. That is kind of. And it, and it, I mean, I guess you could fudge these, but it looks legit. It was posted on no, in, in November of 2019. He's got it pinned up there. Yeah, I, I have no idea whether or not this is legit. Couldn't tell you, but that's 
if if it's true, first off, why would you? I mean, I, he's got seven hundred thirty followers. If he really is making stuff up, I mean, right. for I, what? I, I can't figure that one out. But uh, if not, that's a it's a hell of a thing. Although I'm assuming there's plenty of people that have made those predictions. Like the Dodgers and the Braves aren't any sort of stretch. Now the Phillies, that one. The, well, Philly, the Phillies the, won 87 games this year. That one was, and the Mariners, too. Well, the Mariners haven't won Jack S, so. Well, but he predicted the Mariners twice. Well, here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you go back to th- 2019 when he's laying this out, the Dodgers is an easy one. Yes. But the Braves wasn't that easy. Uh, remember, the Braves kind of came out of nowhere. They had a lot of good young players, which is probably why he put them on there. But they were terrible that season for, for a lot of that season and then got hot. Yeah. Right? They were nowhere near considered the best team in baseball until this year, right? But he predicted that. And now he goes to the Phillies. This is four years ago, He's pred- or three years ago, he's predicting the Phillies, who at that time, yeah, I'm I, not even sure they had Bryce Harper at that time, did they? I don't... Uh, I mean, I how would you, you know, and then, and then the Mariners, to predict that, he's right on schedule with that because they're all of a sudden good, good. and they could win next year. I wonder if, if you are just, I mean, but the Dodgers, it's not a farm system thing. I don't know. I don't so know he's I mean, probably, it's probably fudged somehow, but. Yeah, that's just a, that's a hell of a thing. Like, how on earth could you look ahead to 2026 and say that the Giants? Right. Like, <laughs> right. like what? But he's got the O's on there. Yeah. That's I, a good one. Yeah, but that's, I mean. Baltimore's trending. Yeah, they're trending, but that's. That's seven years from now. I, 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 well, he picked the first two right, and he's got the Phillies in the World Series, so he's the, he's obviously pretty smart. I wonder if that's simply just looking at like, uh, like, uh, what do you say, like minor league rankings, and uh, you got this many top talent, they're going to come up, and oh. well, the uh, World Series doesn't start until Friday. Catch the fever. Go Phillies. Go Phillies. And I'll bet you this does a, um, and I, I'd have to look up and see what previous years have done. I'll bet you this does a poor number. The Jamboree is next. Give teenagers millions. F around and find out what happens. Whoops. Texas A&M edition. That'll kick it off next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.